fine. We're here. We're live. We're recording. We're all happy, healthy-ish, and alive, at least. Welcome to Tanked Up, <laughs> the podcast all about video games and beer. It's episode 370. One of your hosts, Ben, here with a returning adult. Hey, hey, it's been a minute. It has. Quite a long minute. Search party was there. Ropes, flashlights, everything. Looking Snacks. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, and that's Lucy. <laughs> Hi. I'm back. <laughs> hooray, hooray, hooray. Let's kick in to some beers. Uh, Adol, why don't you start us off? Me? Hmm. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so, uh, I've talked about the Hopknocker, I think, uh, a fair bit since I moved here to Durham. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ben, the uh, custodian, or the man who runs the place, mm-hmm. ha- made this the following claim, that although he is a big fan of Vault City, his favorite sours are by this Italian brewery called Pastore. Yeah, oh, yes. I love them, yeah. Yeah, and so I have a Pastore and Malt Garden collaboration Ooh. called Il Diplomatico. It's Plum and Amaretti Semi Fredo Sour, 6%. The Italian pastry sour in the triple pastry bonanza involving Neon Raptor and Malt Garden. This is a Semi Fredo pastry, pastry sour brewed with Malt Garden, fermented with a fresh mixed culture, conditioned on plums, Amaretti, honeycomb, and vanilla. Uh, yeah. I am so, so yeah. angry. You disappear for several weeks, and you come back with, like, a beer from one of my favourite breweries. But, to be Why fair... Why are you angry? Because I'm angry, because I, I want some more Pastore. <laughs> I like their, um, just their house saison. That's that's lovely. Mm, I'll have to keep an eye out. I think out they're, um, I think I've had some of their sours, and I just think I prefer their, like, just their saisons and like mm. mixed firm beers or whatever. But yeah, they're in um Cambridgeshire somewhere. <laughs> um <laughs> and yeah, I've been meaning to visit them. So I hate you. Yeah, so they're in Water Beach, Cambridge. Yeah. And then their EU importer is apparently in Denmark. Oh, okay. But they are Italian, uh, from what I understand, actually, like the brewers. Yeah. yeah. At least what Ben told me, yeah. Not me. Yeah, <laughs> Ben. Yeah. Uh, Lucy, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a beer from Wales, um, come back to Wild Horse Brewing. And this is the Tramcar IPA, which we spoke about ah, yes. last time. Uh, it's got some flavour text. Uh this is our tribute to the iconic Landudno tram, oh, which I saw, didn't go on, which carries thousands of pleasure seekers from the town <laughs> to the summit of the Great Orm each year. Did go to the summit of Great Orm. Whatever. Didn't take the tram. Did you walk? I drove. <laughs> okay. Um, excuse me, Ben. I walked along the beaches. That was enough yes. walking for me. I walked like... <laughs> 25k. Yes, yeah, so I went to the summit. I have the nice thingy yeah. to prove it. Because it was a really nice drive up. Um, yeah, I wasn't going to walk. I had walking boots, but I wasn't going to walk all that way. Hell no. Um, <laughs> I, I much preferred just driving and listening to tunes with the sunroof open. That's fair. Just sitting in my car. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, 
Yes. Anyway, Tramcar is a bold, hazy IPA with a pronounced bitter finished. Uh, brewed with Mosaic, Idaho 7, and Chinook hops. Mm. Yes, it's written in Wales as well. Welsh as well. Um, did I say it was 6.5%? Because it is. Nice. Cool. Mm. Good. Good. Uh, for me, this evening, I'm drinking Collaboration Beer. Uh, I saw it and instantly just I don't didn't look at the at what beer it was didn't look at the percentage <laughs> of it, but it's from Verdant and it's a collaboration with Garage, so oh. I'm like I just I, I, I assume that they, I've seen two I names you. I'm just that's my that's a bit for me, <laughs> um, but it is an IPA it's six point five percent it's called Uncensored Sports Parade, um, it mm. was canned at the start of the month. On the 3rd of May. Um, it has got Citra on the hot side, and then Citra, Nectaron, and Ruwaka on the cold side. That's all they write. Uh, nothing about any of the other ingredients, apart from allergens of barley and oats. So, yeah. And the can is... Oh, you're over there. That's the can. Nice can. Nice. Yeah. Very simple. And we'll roll round. Back to the pastore at all. So, oh wow. So you're getting that amaretti and plum off the nose. I really like where the plum's sitting. It's just like you get the sweet, slightly stone fruit um, as like an immediate but undertone because it's like, oh yeah, plum. And then the amaretti kind of comes in on top and then fades away. Oh, that is a very nice smelling sour. Oh, wow. First of all, also, it's this... I think it looks a bit orange um, on camera, mm. but it is, I would say, more like a salmon-y pink. Okay. Oh. Um, I think that's just a tone of my lights. Um, Interesting. You don't get many kind of salmon-coloured beers. Even, um, even sours, you don't get them maybe quite yeah. that tone. What breed of sal- that- salmon are we talking about? Kind um... Of- I think like um, mm, Tesco's okay, pre-prepared yeah. sushi. That looks slightly very more orange. orangey. <laughs> sa- that salmon, looks, yeah, uh, like GM orange, but um, mm. yeah, <laughs> tasty. Um, it this is really excellent. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, I'm just gonna. Basking it, basking a couple it. of times, yeah. Mm-hmm. It is uh, definitely sour. It's not. It is tart. It is a sour, but it's not in your face. Uh, it's got a lovely finish. Uh, lingers a bit tart. Cut only spots in your mouth, so you can kind of like seek it out, but it's not overwhelming. Okay. Um, again, you've got that plum on the taste. It was more of an undertone. The amaretti is actually. I would say like a bit softer than it is on the nose. Mm. Um, and then it, it just spikes into this lovely tart head that's still sort of held back by the sweetness of the plum just a bit, taste-wise. It's really excellent. If you handed this to me and didn't tell me the things, I don't know if I would pick out specific tastes so much as this is a really solid, really well-rounded, tasty sour. It's like... This is the kind of sour you'd give to someone who wanted to actually try a sour, 
mm. Woe's Unsure, rather than like a starter sour that's not too sour. This is okay. doing the sour stuff. It's tart. It's not in your face. It doesn't overstay its welcome, but it still has a long finish mm. of, of sour. It's just like, like, it's not like too big. So if it wasn't your cup of tea, you would be like, oh God, I'm stuck with this. If it is, you're like, oh. And I think the they said something about like um, vanilla on the tin. And that's very mm. much that, I think, that topper of a bit of uh, like sweet uh, vanilla in the honeycomb. Um, it's just flattening it out, making it so that there's something to like sort of offset that sort of peak tart. So it's not like, ugh. This is... This is a very fucking good beer. <laughs> good. Nice. Good. Because I think that's definitely one I've wanted to try, so I must do better to seek it out. Also, oh, I think I missed the... Look at this can. Mm-hmm. they got good cans with those deer baphomet looking Like a things. ram sort yeah. of. Yeah. So, so, so there's like the plums and a little Amretti cake or something mm-hmm. being served by... Baphomet, basically, yeah, <laughs> Baphomet. Um, but I, you need to look close, right? Those are oven mitts. Mm, nice. And an apron. Oh, that's very good. And push, and pushed up <laughs> sleeves, so you can see how spindly the arms are, because that makes the oven mitts pop. It's a very good piece of art. The art is by Sam Griffiths, which is at Donkey Dasher, if you're curious. Uh, I really like this can, and I really like this beer. One for the fairies. <laughs> Good. Uh, Lucy! Are you Ooh. saying you're getting a semi-fredo right there? <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> it's more than a semi. Mm. <laughs> Tram car, Lucy. Another one for the fairies. Yeah. Oh, no, it's just yeah. horses. Hang on. It smells great. Um, like tropical fruits, mango. Like really ripe mango as well. Mm. Um. Ooh, a bit of, maybe a bit of guava, a bit of passion fruit, just tropicalness. Hmm. Oh yeah, That's I'm gonna bask me. as well. Mm. Gonna bask. Hmm. And it's just come out of the fridge, so I imagine the flavour is gonna develop even more. Mm-hmm. But that is nice. That is really nice. Um, I've obviously had this beer before because we were talking about it two weeks ago. Um, did I have it on tap? Maybe I did. Anyway, this is really good. <laughs> this is really good. Um, good. Like, all of that tropical fruit just translates over into mm-hmm. the into the taste mm. as well. As I say, a bit of guava, a bit of passion fruit, mango. Um, it's, hmm, I guess, I guess it's just darker than straw, maybe. Mm. Um, probably looks more orange where you two are, but mm. it's a really good looking beer, nice, really nice lacing on the glass. Um, yeah, not much carbonation, I mean, not the glass, but it, it tastes really hoppy, it tastes really fresh, and um, I spoke about the saison that I brought up. I was like, oh, maybe that mm-hmm. didn't do the trip. I'm starting to think that maybe it was just not a great beer, but this is. Because sure. this just feels mm. so, so fresh. And I mean, I guess it also depends on 
when they brewed, when they canned as well. But um, this just tastes super fresh, really refreshing. Um, I mean, mosaic, you can definitely taste those hops. Um, extra fruit from the, like the Idaho 7 as well. It's it's really good and it's, it's just balanced out with that bitterness as well. It's not overly sweet. It's not like a fruit bomb or anything mm. like that. It's just perfectly balanced. Like lots of fruit, decent amount of bitterness, good body. Um, yeah, I really like this. I, I, nice. I should have picked up more. Damn it. <laughs> I, I don't know how much you see them about, but um, I think Tramcar was, was the first beer I tried from Wild Horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you still sit about now. So, you know. Yeah. Maybe mm. maybe cans lying around the streets of Birmingham. <laughs> Empty ones, or. This is plenty of those. Um, oh, that's so good. When was the last time I had a beer? It can't be that long ago. It must have been like Saturday. <laughs> it's just, just like. This feels like I haven't drank in like six weeks. Mm. It gives me that feeling, that lovely, refreshing, satiating feeling. It's very good. What I'm trying to say. I'll reiterate. Did I Every freeze? Everything froze. Okay. It's very good. Good. <laughs> You'll hear that on the recording. <laughs> it's very good. Perfect. Well, everyone listen back to the audio yeah. recording, because there it is. Instead of, yeah, very, in a non-poetic way, um, which I was going into. It's very good. It's good. very good. Good. Mm. Um, we all know Garage. Yeah. Uh, you know, they make yeah. super soupy beers. Mm-hmm. Um, as I was pouring this, you could just, you got that thickness on it through that pour. Um, it's got a lovely nose. <coughs> very light, very fruity. But it's so light in colour. It's, it's, it's not even straw. It's so sort of... I know it's almost um it's like mm. almost pi- like pineapple color I suppose that mm. really really light yellow looks pulpy mm. and it has got a thickness to it but it's not quite soupy it's not quite what you kind of get from uh from soup and other beers that kind of garage make it's, it hasn't quite got that viscous, thick element to it, but it does have a lovely full body, and it's yeah. very, very smooth. Um, it is nice and wet as well, so whilst it's a little bit fuller, it just slips straight back. You know, it's not oily, it's it's not sort of sludgy, it's got none of that to it. It's very, very easy to drink, and the flavour is Kind of quite subdued, really. Mm. Talking about the mm. the mouthfeel to it being the thing that I pick out first. The flavors are they're good, but they're quite standard. They're yeah. you know. No, no, no I don't kind of, like this. I don't like no, 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 this. No, no, I want no, it to no, be no. like huge, Not... bombastic. <laughs> Ben's head so just it, like floats into the sky. So it is. Mm. It, it, mm-hmm. It's a it's a lovely flavor. Mm-hmm. And it's after the second sip, it sits quite a while with you as well. So I'm still mm. getting that flavour. So there's a lot of kind of tropical fruit in there, and it 
feels like it's a little bit of a mix of maybe a touch of pineapple, a little bit of mango, mm. maybe a touch of um, a touch of grapefruit in there as well. Not a huge amount, but it gives you a lovely sweetness. And then it just starts to bitter up a little bit and lead into this nice piney finish. And whilst I say it's, it's pretty standard, you know, it's those tropical fruits, it's leading into a piney finish, they all run through very nicely. This is probably the best 6.5% or around 6 odd percent IPA I've had for a while. Mm. Because but you haven't had Tramcar. No, no. <laughs> that's true. I have not had that beer for a while. Uh, but the, the the body to it and the level of flavour that they are kind of getting out, even though it is kind of standardish sort of flavours, is just very good. They work incredibly well together, and I that like how it's. Mm, it, it, it is. Good. I like how the the flavour just sticks around as well. That I'm not sort of going, okay, it's, it's, it's dried me out. I've got to go back to it. This is nice and wet. It just allows the flavour to kind of uh, kind of go through a couple of peaks and troughs. So you get that, that fruity, tropical sweetness. It drops down and the piney, bitter, not even finish comes in. That's more of the mid, the bitterness to it. Because... That fades very slightly and just allows that fruitiness to, to pop back up again. And both of those flavours just kind of see you out. And even now I'm still getting mm. little bits little bits of pineapple just sort of peaking kind of at the back of my mouth. And it's really, really nice. It just works very, very well. Um, so yes, standard flavours. Flavours that people know from mm -hmm. an IPA. But just done really, really well, um, and it's it's almost got no carbonation to it, so it's so super smooth. Uh, I think that that's the selling point of this beer—that yeah. smoothness—and that's what Garage bring to a lot of their beers. Just so so smooth and full-bodied beers that yes. then combined mm. with the kind of you know combined with Cornish water and a few of the sort of the, the, the hops that they've chosen has just made a really just ah oh, it's so good it's so yeah. good <laughs> yeah I, I, I want to go to it's Barcelona they're in isn't it they are yes yeah excuse to go to Barcelona again <laughs> I've never I been think. it's nice <laughs> Nice. How, do they say, how do they say it in Spanish? I mean, I won't say no. We, we keep saying, like, I, ca I call them garage, but that's because it's the same word for a garage, but obviously it is garage. North American friends would say garage. 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 No, um, it's garage. Garage? Yeah. Okay. Garage. <laughs> garage. A car hold. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it had to creep in somewhere, didn't it? Um, <laughs> Good. Let's um let's enjoy these beers and we'll move on to uh games. Um who would like to kick us off this week? I'll go cuz oh, cool, cool. you know, the better my voice goes at the start sure. than mm. at the end and I just can't talk. Um 
which may be a blessing for some people. Um, I, <laughs> I played and finished uh, Planet of Lana, which oh yeah, nice is mm. an indie game that came out a few weeks ago. It's it's a two D side scrolling platformer, bingo cards, everyone. Um, <laughs> very much in the in the vein of Inside, I think it takes a lot of inspiration mm. from Inside. I mean, Inside wasn't the first platformer to do, like, you know, very cinematic kind of, you know, puzzle platformer. I mean, mm-hmm. those have been around for decades, but I, I feel that Inside is, like, the pinnacle. Um, mm. It And it is very much a, oh, I'm going to the right to try and infiltrate this basically War of the Worlds uh, alien robot facility. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm. Because the game starts off, it's no spoilers, starts off with, oh, you're in this like quaint little village. Um, Not sure what planet you're on, or if it's Earth, there's some weird creatures and stuff like that. I think think that's kind of like in the collectibles that you pick up, like the the lore and the backstory. Um, I've only found, what, five out of ten of them so I need to get get some more and fill out this like you know very hieroglyphic tapestry that's supposed to tell you the the origin of the world and stuff like that mm. but um uh it's sort of like earth-ish uh village and then people start to get abducted by aliens who mm. fall from the sky war of the worlds um it's very colorful and i think that's uh even though like it's trying to be a bit more not dark, but like have some kind of peril with the, you know, aliens coming and abducting people. Doesn't quite have like the um, body horror or <laughs> mm. like, you know, uh, shock and awe that Inside has. And right. it's probably not going for that. But um, yeah, it's very colourful. It's got a beautiful art style, like Ghibli-esque. Um, the animation's really good. Uh, obviously not to the level of like Inside, but it is still pretty good. Um yeah. And the interesting gimmick in this one is that you have this little cat companion called Mui, Mew, something like that. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm a nice little cat companion. She she follows you around basically, and it's mm. it's how to. I guess it's more um, using the cat companion to for the girl character that you play as to traverse the world because the cat is quite athletic as a cat is. Um, they can reach higher positions and they can do like different movesets and different abilities that the girl mm-hmm. doesn't have. Um, apart from like getting into water, <laughs> the cat can pretty much go everywhere and it's like this really good push and pull of, you know, leaving the cat in certain places or directing it to go to other places or, you know, um, having it reach higher platforms or going into small crawl spaces and stuff like that. And it's just that it's very intuitive that, you know, it sets up the controls, you know, really well and the puzzles get, uh, I wish they ramped up a bit quicker, but they do get gradually harder. Um, I never had any issues with the puzzles overall because I don't think any of them are that challenging. So quick question. Are you controlling both characters and switching between them, or are you just controlling the girl and telling her, telling the cat yeah. what to do? Mm. Yeah, you're just controlling the girl, right. and the, you direct the cat. You like point, or 
there's a button prompt uh, for it to like I don't know pass you a vine so you can climb up it or mm-hmm. chew through a rope or you know burrow through a hole and the the cat and the girl herself start getting a bit more otherworldly like kind of abilities um, further on which okay. I won't spoil but um yeah it's really good I I um, I know we've been talking to Lee about it in mm. the Discord. Like he's mm. slightly underwhelmed by it, but he can't put his finger on why because it's a solid game, and it's like, yeah, yeah. Um, it's as, as I was saying to him, maybe the visuals and the um, the music, which is absolutely fantastic. Maybe those should have commanded like better gameplay. As I say, the puzzles are not really hard. They're very well made, but they're not hard, they're not difficult, they're not challenging. And there's no sense of, like, real stakes in the game. Um, mm. Like, there's even though there's, like, peril, it's not like, as I say, like, inside, where it's like, you know, some of the creepy crawlies in that, you just don't want to get near, and you just don't yeah. want to see how, the just million ways in which this... Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. There's no, it's not tense, and it's like... I kind of like that because it was just I'm not I'm not really been playing games recently and it's like this was just something to ease me back in. It's like okay, I've played a billion of these, but it's still standing out with the whole cat mechanic, and I can just play it. Mostly turn ninety percent of my brain off, and it kind of plays itself. But yeah, so so it's I really enjoyed it. Um, maybe if you're looking for something else, something bit more impactful, a bit more tense, a bit more grandiose than this, isn't it? But mm-hmm. for what it is, judging it by its own merits, it's really good. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. Mm, nice, nice. I just had a quick look um, to see what else the team who made it called Wishfully had made. It looks like it's yeah, their first game. Swedish, yeah, the Swedish team, first game. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's nothing to... You know, Cooper is it's like very good, very well made, very well polished. Like no bugs, um, just really good. absolutely. And uh, mm-hmm. like you can look at one screenshot of this game and instantly be drawn in. Yeah, as well. Like the the it's art beautiful. style, the the, mm-hmm. the vibrancy of kind of the world that they've made is very inviting. Especially when mm-hmm. you have these kind of images, which are this lush green environment with then maybe something else going on you know like the the, mm. the robots or something in the distance that might sort of create a sense of intrigue and not necessarily tension but mm. kind of draws you in that little bit more to so think oh what yeah. what's going on over there i, I yeah. can play this and game and find out just in between the puzzles where it's like the camera pulls back and it's like you're away from the puzzle, and it's like, oh yeah, this is a really pretty game, mm. <laughs> you know? I'm not having mm. this sense of, like, I don't know, swelling emotion when that happens, but it's like, ooh, very pretty. Love right, the colours, you know? It's interesting, because this kind of aesthetic, and the kind of games that it sort of, like, evoke, something like Ori, perhaps, <coughs> um, and, and mm. stuff around that, do have a like a connection that people get with them. They have a sort of an orchestral score which does mm-hmm. give you a, a, a sense of varying emotions that it pulls you through as well as kind of yeah. what's happening kind of on the screen. Um, yeah, and, mm, this, and I, this, has, this has a similar score mm. as well. So maybe I'm just dead inside. Well, I, so I was going to say maybe it's inside. that, and this is maybe what Lee is 
not wrestling with, but isn't mm. quite experiencing. It doesn't quite have that same connection, potentially. No. Uh, there isn't something that's drawn you in enough to make you not necessarily care about the characters, but, but have that same level that something like mm-hmm. Inside or something like Ori uh, does. Yeah. And that's Ori no, you know, I mean, Ori made by a very established team. Um, not to say that these guys don't know what they're doing, but again, as a first outing, mm-hmm. you can very mm-hmm. much see how a sequel to this or a game in a similar kind of vein, building on the basis of this, would then just be that next kind of step up yeah. to it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Weird, because I'm very much a cat person. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Some some kind of disconnect. Um, shall I briefly talk about one other game? Yeah. Um, yeah. Whilst my yeah, voice is still holding up. St- st- still there. Is that just... <laughs> just about. Um, <laughs> uh, I only started it yesterday, because I only got a code for it yesterday. It's called uh, The Shape of Things, which mm. um, it's made by the same people who made uh, Tiny Lands, which we okay. all played oh, yeah. and enjoyed. Nice. Um, th- you-, you can very much um, see the like lineage um, from mm. Tiny Lands to this, where, you know cutesy-ish art style um, but this is instead of like a hidden object game this is like a uh, manipulating object game sort of like um, mm. not quite like I Am Dead I guess okay. it's kind of like that instead of like dissecting things and taking things apart it's kind of like the opposite where you're rotating parts and of object so they fit together um, mm. But it has got that like same kind of, you know, very soft pastel art style that like I Am Dead had, um, mm. and like Tiny Lines, uh, Tiny Lands had. Um, yeah, it's as I say, you, it's it's basically you're going into these different levels, um, which is let me let me rewind because the way you select the levels is quite. It, this is a chill game. And you sure. know it's a chill game because the basically the the UI the menu uh, the home screen is basically this little room. You know you got your little desk, you got you know all your knickknacks and you know things, and it's like oh there's a window out there and you could change the time of day and the weather just to get this like oh this little I'm in this room. It's very chill. It's very ambiance. It's very uh, lo-fi beats to chill with with that anime girl mm-hmm. sitting at a window or whatever. Right, with the yeah, cat. yeah. It's very much that. And it's, um, you basically select a level by going to this little gotcha machine that you have in the corner. No, no idea why. But um, <laughs> you basically have tokens and I think it's well, for now, it's seven tokens to unlock a new set of levels. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to increase or, you know, as the game goes on. But um, you basically start out with enough to open up the first world. And then in each world, which has, you know, different different settings, I've so far done, like, one that's very garden-themed, one that's like that seems to be, like, circus-themed and stuff like that. But 
there's about 10 different objects in each that you can basically rotate the pieces so they all fit together nicely um it's and that's that's the that's the mechanic twisting objects and you know making sure they all fit together um to make it a bit easier or well i guess it would have been too convoluted if each piece of the puzzle had a different way that you could rotate it and enlarge it and stuff like that um in this there's each each piece only has like it can only be spun on one like one axis or mm, mm-hmm. in one direction or it can only be enlarged or it can only be moved laterally or something like that so it's like that makes it easier to decipher and determine what size what angle each piece sh- should be because if, if it was all like all of them had these different permutations and it would have been too difficult mm. to it, it's not a, it's not like a 3d puzzle with mm. you know where all of your pieces kind of scattered around at the side mm. and you have to sort of find the first piece and build off of that it yeah. has that feel to it but it limits kind of the uh, the variety i suppose yeah yeah i'm trying to I'm, obviously i haven't played with children's toys for a very long time but i'm trying to think of a example of it's, it's like a rubik's cube almost but it's mm-hmm. like okay it's very limited and like okay you can only move it in certain directions and there's certain colors on each um you know uh side it's not like you're having to color in each square as well um and yeah it's it's very calm it's got, got a nice soundtrack i don't know if it's the same song playing over <laughs> i don't know i've been in such like a children like state playing it that haven't really noticed but maybe that could be a bit of a maybe you know maybe just put on a podcast whilst playing I was gonna it. Say, is it a bit I'm of a sure podcast game oh yeah it's the yeah. ultimate podcast game where right. you just forget you're playing it sometimes because it's just so you know it, the smooth pieces are smoothing my brain over as well and it's just ooh, very tactile and mm. sometimes it can get a bit finicky where it's like I feel like I've lined up everything and it does mm-hmm. give you like a, a slight, you know, um, uh, margin of error where things may not be com- connected completely 100% and it'll still click together. So it can be a bit mm. finicky sometimes just getting to that point where everything just be like, yep, you've done the level. But just knowing that when I do finally just twist the right thing in the right place, it has this really nice click sound mm. and it's just mm. level done that, that, that's what you live for nice <laughs> that makes everything okay any any frustration before that little click you're done very nice um move on to the next level but yeah it's as i say i'm not too far into it but it's it feels like a game that it's like ah, oh, pick up and play when i get 20 minutes um mm. Because I'm playing it on Steam Deck, works perfectly fine. It's got joystick controls. Um, maybe if you mm. want a bit more accuracy, accuracy um, play it with a mouse. But really, mm-hmm. the the controllers you're you're literally just moving. Can't remember which analog stick it is. Basically, left and right, and it's got that very small degree of you know accuracy in the joystick. So I don't know how much better a mouse would be, but it works great on the Steam Deck, so yeah. I'd rather play it on there. 
That's fair. Nice. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Um, good. Um, it's <laughs> currently um, very positive uh, in oh, its reviews on Steam. Only 26 reviews on Steam. Okay. However, uh, I think out of all of them, there's one which is uh, not recommended. And they talk about the uh, the controls essentially <coughs> um, being, being frustrating. Um, I, I can see someone getting a bit, you know, frustrated with it, especially if the complexity of the objects goes up the further you go in. Mm. I could see that being a, you know, a little bit of a, uh, this ain't great, but um, no, so far, everything that only has like, well, I don't know, four to six, seven pieces, and mm-hmm. it's quite obvious which ones need to, you know, you as I say, with with them only having, you know, certain things you can do with the pieces, it's very clear in what you mm. have to do, which way, which orientation you need, and which size you need, so, yeah, but I, I get it, I get it. It's honestly what I fear if, if they do get, um, if the puzzles do get a bit more complicated, so we'll see. <laughs> um, how long have you spent with it? Not long, probably. It's probably like half an hour. So okay, right. Um, I've done the first three worlds, I believe. So, and I think there's about thirty. So I'm probably only what, like a tenth of the way through. So mm. not far. Mm. Yeah, a lot. Um, a lot of the reviews um, come in at around the sort of one and a half to two hour. Mark, right, okay. People have kind of put their reviews in some of them a little bit longer, um, and then people Mm. playing for kind of eight hours, six hours, um, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, Oh, they um, literally just fell asleep and left the game idle. This is what happened. This is what happened. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds good. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll check check back in with it um, Mm. next week. Definitely amazing. Good, good. I kind of, I've got a game that I've, well, actually, I've played two games <gasps> this week. Big you know that's not allowed. Nice. I, um, I know, I know. One is in is a five-year-old game. Not a game for five-year-olds, but a game that's made five years ago. Um, okay. I've started... Wait, 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 wait. Mm. I don't, I need to do the maths because I'm going to be sad, but that's 2018? Uh, you, 20, oh, it might actually be 2017. Yeah, 20, 2017, not... 2018. One of those, sure. That's not five years ago. That's like a year and a half ago, right? <laughs> <clears throat> oh, yeah. To be fair. Well, from what I yes. remember. Um, however, a lot has happened with this game. Uh, I've been playing a very, very small amount. I've started uh, Shadow of War, which is the worst title for a game because no one knows now what that is. That is that the Orc game? It's the sequel to Shadow yeah. of Mordor, which makes mm. much uh... more sense because you know it's a Lord of the Rings game where Shadow of War can be fucking anything. Yeah. Um, but I Those was are like just... the two most common <laughs> words in yeah, all of the I, Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I was together. just bopping around PlayStation um, mm. Plus catalog, and it was there. Like, I'll give this a go. I never played. You know, I really enjoyed the first game. Um, I didn't play the sequel because it released to just a, a, a wealth of carnage with everyone. Mm. Uh, um, being very unhappy with all of the um, 
currencies Micro. and microtransactions and all of those kinds of things. Um, mm. the, the the game's in a state now where they just get they got rid of all of it. Just got rid of all <laughs> of it. They turn the store <laughs> off. There, and it just exists as a single player game now without worrying about any of that shit. And I'm like, cool. Uh, oh, I'll play this game if, now. If only you did that. Mm, yeah. <laughs> sure. Mm, Absolutely. Mm, I'm just going to hold my tongue. Um, I mean, it's it's the same as the first game so far, which is oh. fine because I just wanted oh. something to just bop about in for a little bit yeah. and, mm. and not worry too much about it. And I'm like, yeah, uh, you know, the <laughs> Lord of the Rings TV show wasn't very good. Uh, yeah, I want something Wait, that already came out? Yeah, that came out about last year. Is that Amazon Prime or something? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just thought I'd try it and I'm enjoying it. I think so you should play the Gollum game instead. Well, so that partly when I saw that this was on there, I'm like, oh, the Gollum game has reviewed incredibly poorly. Let's maybe <laughs> play this one instead. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, I might chat about it next week week after or something but i'm playing it and it's the same as the first game so i don't know if my thoughts on the first game exist anywhere on the internet but they may do um i mean so the real question is so you're basically saying if someone's interested in that type of game mm -hmm. just buy the one that's cheaper it's the same game oh absolutely yeah definitely buy the first game the first game is really good or um, buy the real game of the year 2014 in South Park and the Sticky <laughs> Truth. Well, what I needed was a game I could play with children in the room. Um, <sighs> and this is just man flesh. You know, that's fine. Who cares? It's about time that's, they learn about mm, doing yeah. things to your uncle. I mean, <laughs> well, when I was playing like, Life is Strange, I was like, why do they say fuck? I'm like, oh my god, uh, stop. Reading the scripture. Um, so I needed to find something that was just mindless and I could just put on whilst I'm just chilling. Aren't those, out aren't those orcs a bit, you know, sweary though? Uh, yeah, they're probably they're probably swearing orcish though. So they're like, yeah, not so are far. they like, oh, they I mate, uh, will crush you into a mince pie. I mean, that's like not that. very sweary. So that's, I mean, that's uh, fine. Depends how you feel about mince pie. I mean, that's probably what Evelyn would say to me. If she's <laughs> trying to fight me, um, so we're already there. That is her level of you know aggression, which is fine. Um, yes, so that's what I've been playing on PlayStation. <laughs> but I have put a reasonable amount of time um, on the PC into a game called After Us, which oh, yeah. is uh, a newly-ish release. Did it come out last week? Maybe the week before. Um, but it's a new game from Piccolo Studio, who made like uh, Arise, uh, a game I did not play. Um, Maybe it's not them. Hold on, what else have they made? I think that's it. I think Arise oh. and then After I know, Us. I'm thinking of Coco Cucumber, sorry. <laughs> not Piccolo. <laughs> not related, I don't think. No, I um, like Coco Cucumber. Um, <laughs> <what>? That's funny. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Uh, that's another indie dev. Okay. But cucumbers, mm. pickles, I think that's where I got <laughs> Oh, dear. <laughs> that's funny. Um, so, uh, After Us. After um, Us, yeah. I have, I've, as I said, I've put a reasonable amount of time in. And it, the game is essentially a platformer, right? You don't do a huge amount more than kind of traverse the world. 
really. There's mm. not really any combat, although there are kind of encounters. Um, but you're kind of this like fairy, fey sort of spirit creature, and the world is dying, and you have to mm. go around and release the spirits of animals to help the. It's very Zelda to start with, a very mm. uh, very Ocarina of Time. There's a tree, and it is the, the life of things. Yeah. And the mm. tree talks to you and says, please traverse the world and help me bring life back to the world. Um, unlike Zelda, it's not an open world game. It's very linear um, in what you're doing. You're, you're, you're pushing through a very linear path, uh, moving through it to get to each animal spirit. And all you are doing is traversing through this world. You're, you're platforming through it. And it's quite abstract in that it isn't sort of the real world. It's takes lots of elements from the world so it might be a set of roads with lots of cars on them but they're just like floating Mm. in the sky and they're all very broken so you have to traverse between them and whilst it's a little bit kind of um it sort of almost wants to tell you a story about environmentalism and stuff Mm. but it's made it a little bit too abstract to kind of draw on that sort of element and i don't know whether it's trying to talk about that or whether this is just Mm. the setting that they have gone for rather than there being a message the really good thing about this game is the traversal it is the control of the character moving through the world it's very Mm. very fluid even when you're going really really quickly um, it feels very very good to move through this world and if you want a platformer that is kind of just moving through incredibly well lit and very visually stunning environments. Uh, then this is this is what you want. It's almost like uh, Gree, but rather than it being kind of like that more watercolor um, painted art style, it is a much more kind of almost not quite real world again, but very kind of gritty kind of 3D environment that you're moving through. Um, there's lots of... like control. Like, with the lighting, it, you know, it's a little bit more maybe... Hmm, what would I compare it to? Mm, okay. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what I'd compare it to, actually. Um, it's, it's, it's reminiscent of other games that we've seen but none are coming to mind yes yes mm. uh, but it, as I say it's kind of I suppose that's the difference between kind of taking a style and then making it quite abstract and being like cool everything is on like just floating platforms in the sky and everything is fragmented and you have to jump and dash and dodge and move between them um, as I said there's a little bit of combat you have the spirit from the tree with you and you can kind of throw it out <laughs> into the world and draw it back to you. And so the enemies who have this sludge all over them, which kind of is all around the world and limits the boundaries and where you can actually move mm. in these environments, you can't go in the sludge. Um, you can throw the spirit out and pull it back to you, and if it hits through these enemies, it stops them. Um, it's quite... Uh, again, I, they definitely played inside, because it's kind of... All, all, and a little bit of limbo. It's one of those <laughs> where... When the enemies grab you, they're very kind of like, you know, like they're all over you kind of thing. You know, it has that mm. creepiness and that sort of tense nature about it when you get into some of these kind of combats. Um, 
There's uh, they've probably played like little nightmares as well. There's lots of like mm. weird like static tellies on enemies and and things like that, which acts as shields and and those sorts of things as well. So it has a little bit of variety to it. But I'd be more than happy if this game didn't have any combat in it, and it was just yeah. me traversing through the world, mm. l- releasing spirits, going off the beaten path to find again m- almost like minor spirits, I suppose. But mm. each big spirit has like a constellation and in that area you can find minor spirits which fill this in and suddenly the animals that you found the spirit of populate the world. So I found a horse spirit and suddenly in the distance there's just a, a, a bunch of horses just running in the distance kind of thing. And so it's this kind of not living world but it's adding to it. There's this almost, mm-hmm. I suppose, sense of achievement. You're like, cool, I found these spirits. It's not a dead unmoving world because now I'm populating it with kind of life and things mm. um, and it's it's quite you know the, the challenge in its platforming so far has been ramping up quite nicely nothing has mm. seemed that difficult yet uh, and I'm on the second spirit and I think there's about ten um, and it's but it's all seemed very kind of doable and any mistakes and any deaths that I've had, I'm like, cool, I, I, yes, I get what I've done. I can mm. remedy that. I can d- do it in a slightly different way. Um, so you can dash, you can float, you can run very fast. It's got a few different types of jumps. So if you're running, if you're if you're kind of boosting and you jump, you have to do a long jump. If you're just moving normally and you jump, it does a high jump. So there's lots of different levels of movement to it as well to be able to kind of traverse through. And that's really nice in kind of being like, cool, I, I know I need to go up there. And, and it's really intuitive. I mean, like, I just, I know I've just got to hold X or hold A and I would just jump that little bit higher. Or I can just boost on one of the shoulder buttons and because there's this big jump coming up. So if I boost and I jump and then I dash, I know that I'm going to kind of get to that next platform. And actually it's more the direction in which I push the character which might be setting me off so it gives you a little bit of challenge in its kind of platforming as Mm. well Um, but as I say that's kind of all it is at the moment I don't know whether it's trying to elicit much from me but it very much sets the scene of Lush World something has happened there's lots of you know, very still um, human figures throughout the world, and the and the enemies are then those human figures, but with the sludge on them and stuff. So I don't know whether it's trying to sort of say humans have fucked this world up. There's there's <laughs> spirits in some kind of way which has to bring life back to the world, and, and plants and animals have retaken this space. And actually, you're moving through this very abstract, weird area. I don't know but what it's trying to tell me. And I think that's its only downfall so far. Yeah. And that mm. it's just a bit kind of like... Ugh. Be clear. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, be clear. Give us just that... Just give me a little bit more yeah. Um, yeah. in what you're sort of saying. Because, you know, again, the character kind of... Uh, the first spirit was a dog. And you come across this, like, husk... Of a, of a corpse of this dog when you've moved through the first yeah. set of environments and 
you kind of just you know it's through just a just a scene and the spirit jumps out of the dog and runs around a little bit and you're like cool okay cool story bro okay all right <laughs> cool I've done the dog what's next the dog, cool yeah. um you know it doesn't give me any more than that you know there wasn't any kind of Oh, something happened to this dog. Well, there's a reason that this dog is important for some reason. Or dogs. It's just (laughs) animal animal husk. And it is now spirit. Cool. Okay. That's all I am. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Aren't we all? Um, So, yeah. I need a little bit more from this. Uh, But, uh, yeah. If you're looking for a platformer. Um, and it's it's actually it's a nice game to play alongside uh, like Darkest Dungeon, which I've been playing a little bit of mm-hmm. as well, because mm-hmm. um, Darkest Dungeon is yeah. just fucking pain and death, yeah, constantly. Mm-hmm. And this is pain and death has happened, and you're just moving very fluidly and very nicely through this world, very satisfactorily through this world, mm. to then be like, cool, here is some life. And sure, cool, fine, thanks. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the movement, and I'm enjoying Good. kind of Good. exploring through the world. But that's kind of all it's giving me. It's not jumping out and sort of saying we're fucking things up, everybody. You know, I which I expect it to. The, the kind of the tone that it's gone through, the aesthetic, the the sludge, the people being the enemies, all of this sort of stuff suggests to me that it wants to say. Let's stop fucking things up, but it's not actually doing that. Yeah. Um, right. I don't know whether that's a choice, whether it's just a limitation of maybe team size or deadlines and, and things like that, mm. or whether they've gone, let's just not put that in and allow people to make their own minds up. Oh, it, it is abstract. Mm. It's completely abstract. Uh, I just need something a bit more solid from it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... Um sometimes the downfall of a lot of indie games where they want to portray meaning but mm. I think a lot of the time it does just come down to budget you know just yeah. not being able to you know elicit human emotions in like ways that something like I don't know the last of us would <laughs> sure mm. like yeah yeah big budget so they have to be a bit more abstract about it and then mm. things get lost um, in the meaning, but yeah, yeah, and it's um, it's a team of about twenty to thirty people. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've chosen my beer well; they're based in Barcelona. Um, mm-hmm. So obviously, something in my mind was drawing the two of them together. Uh, mm. But yeah, it's about twenty-ish oh, sort of people. Um, so yeah, a. a, a a smaller team. Um, Arise, their previous game was 2019. So, you know, it's it's three and a half, four oh, yeah, years yeah. Uh, um, of something in development. Uh, whether People it's this, whether like this is it. pulled out of it. Yeah. People seem to like Arise. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know so much about sort of uh, uh, After Us and whether people are hot on it. Let's have a, let's have a quick look. Seem again reviews mostly positive. Um, mm. 37 reviews at the moment, uh, you know, unlike um, the shape of things, 
which only had one negative review. This has got a few. Um, some of them are in Spanish, so I can't tell you what that one says. Um, people complaining about the price, because of course. Um, mm. So, yeah, there's a little bit of Spanish of one. Stuff right here. Come on, Lucy. Uh, <laughs> use, use the degree and tell us what's happening. Yeah, the only way I'll ever use it. Uh, <laughs> uh, get rid of my language. Either negative, either, is that French? What about the French one? Or is it French? That starts in catastrophic. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would have been able to guess what that means anyway. <laughs> Let's move on, because uh, <laughs> I haven't set my languages. Maybe I should do that now. I'll do that now. Do that now. That'll be good. Yeah, Secondary we'll languages, because yeah, that's yeah. useful. Sometimes when it is just only English, and it's like, and it's one mm. review, it's like, okay. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Um, right, so, yeah. I mean, I'm enjoying it so far. Um, I will keep playing it, because it is just a good kind of... I've got, like, 30 minutes... I'll just move through this world because it's very, um, it's very satisfying to do so, mm. uh, and I kind of just want to turn off a little bit and play something. You know, Darkest Dungeon takes a lot of thought and planning, and mm. is one where you have to be engaged. Whereas After Us, not necessary to be <laughs> that engaged. Uh, yeah, right. you, you've got to be looking at where you're jumping and the timing of your platforming, and those kinds of things. But it's not, uh, you know, it's not twitchy. It's not like Celeste, where you have to be incredibly twitchy mm-hmm. with your platforming and how you're moving through those environments. This is much more kind of like, cool, bump, 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 bump. Satisfactory, great, perfect. Right. Uh, also, absolutely zero consequence to death. I've fallen off. I'm just back where I began. Fine. Cool. I'll just do nice. it again. That's yeah, you know, that's which, which nice. is nice. Which is nice. Um, I found one in Portuguese. Um, oh, was that, uh, I say Spanish. Was it the Portuguese? Was it a Portuguese one that I saw? I. Mm. Or what did it start with? <laughs> in your best. Uh, uh, in my best Portuguese. After us, <laughs> no reinventa los juegos de plataformas. Ni falta okay. que ha- you, you, has can, you can guess what that means. Hmm. Yeah, it doesn't reinvent the plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah. It doesn't. Absolutely not. You know. an experience, emotional experience that combines dazzling graphics and an art di- and a magnificent art direction mm-hmm. to create a uh, desolate atmosphere, which uh, is an emotional story and. Oh, on the about the preservation of nature. Yeah, I haven't gone to that bit yet. I mean, that's what they're <laughs> that's what they're getting from it as well. Uh, yeah, the, the level design allows for freedom of exploration and introduces uh, new mechanics. Uh, mm. It does. It does throw a few yeah, things keeping in. The, so. Keeping the gameplay fresh. And, Enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, it's it's kind of one of those that I think if this had been given 
Okay, it doesn't need any more time to tighten mm. up the play. It just needed a bit more time and a bit more thought into the presentation. How mm. this was and whether there is a message to it or not. And I might get right to the end and then like, here is the message. I'm like, mm. cool. Yes, you kind of, you, you. I can see where you were aiming. Um, but this should have been splattered kind of through the game. Um, okay, so, so so the negative review you're reading is, I think they're basically saying um, to get the message across the plays, you don't need um, like long dialogues, or, you know, like a lot of dialogue. Mm-hmm. You only, I think this person wants it to be more abstract. Mm. <laughs> I, I, okay. As you say, maybe cool. everyone approaches this in a different way. Maybe Absolutely. People want again. I don't need long dialogues. I'm not looking for long dialogues. You want to get, you know, the point of this game is the platform. You want to get straight to the action. You want that to to happen. But there's lots of stuff that could be happening whilst you're doing that that can convey what they want the message to sort of be. Mm. And, you know, there's there's little bits. There's little bits. Um, And, you know, yes, stuff is bad. Environment is good. You know, you can get through it, but just I need, I just need more. Just need something that kind of just hammers that home a little bit more than just right. sort of like, yes, the world is broken, and plants will make it better. I mean, power plants. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, absolutely not. But uh, yeah. So that's that's after us, or at least my my thoughts on the first bit of it. Um, mm. So as I say, great for platforming uh, and really good as a <coughs> secondary game if you're playing something that's a bit more brutal, involved. like Darkest Dungeon Two, or a bit more involved. Absolutely. So it's not that long a game, hey. Uh, do, 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 uh, after us, after yeah, us, you can probably. I uh, didn't like it. It's played fifteen hours. Yeah, yeah. Lots of the other recommendations mm-hmm. come at sort of two ish. Um, oh, so the they played for yeah, you were six. Someone else has played for 19, 20 hours. Which so. it, I I think that shows that like you were saying, the traversal must be really fun because how long the beat has it as um. What like six and a half main story completionist wow. eight and a half? So the fact that people are doing that twice over just for funsies, or they're not using how long to beat. Well, mm. oh yeah, there's there's no never mind. There's been like four people pulled totally. Right, um, I've got three hours so far. Yeah, oh two two point I mean, nine. So, well, the person who played fifteen didn't like it. They said that they encountered some bugs, but. Oh, so probably just left it on. Yeah, I've not, I've not come across bugs yet. Um, It's very well made. They only played three days after. Well, they rated it three days after it came out. So maybe they've played more since and post batch or something. I don't. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, we might talk about it again. Who knows? Mm. Uh, we shall see. I'll find it. It will get right to the end, and it'll be like the best message it could ever have given <laughs> yeah. me or something like that um so yeah we will we will come back potentially to it um Adol, 
we haven't mm. touched on uh, um, stuff that you've been up to. I'm very happy that you're here. Hooray. You're mm. back. You yeah, it's been us. way too long. Uh, it has, but I imagine, because you're an incredibly busy human, there haven't been many games. No, but uh, tonight, after we log off, I've, I've committed to crawling in bed with a Steam Deck, turning it on, <laughs> and yeah, I was going to say, and cuddling it for warmth because it's such a hot <laughs> machine. Uh, no, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, um, it's, it's been a very, very strange year. Um, mm, I agree. Mm, those keeping score did not get the job. Mm. Uh, but we'll probably get the same half shitty temporary job next year here <sighs> if I want it. Um, and have a better idea of how to not overwork myself so I can not lose time with my friends and hobbies. Um, I think today, after this, I'm saying fuck it and finally starting Oberdin. Oh, Way. wow. Been because a long time. <laughs> because it's yeah. Did the you finish basic... Case of the Golden Idol? No, because I'm playing <sighs> that with M, and we haven't had any time <laughs> to play games. I I I completed the DLC. <laughs> mm. How was the DLC? It's really good. Mm. <laughs> Buy it when you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll wait until I'm actually it, done yeah. the OG game. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's after plot DLC. Well, it's a prequel, but yeah, it's best to play it after you finish right. the main game. Because uh, hopefully by the time that happens, the DLC will be pennies on the dollar. Yeah, hopefully there'll be more DLC. Mm. Give it to me. I don't think it was... Like, uh, uh, DLC-wise, it wasn't very much, was it? No, it was uh, like five quid, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's... Um... Spider of Lincoln... Four point nine nine pounds. That's how humans speak. <laughs> so over it in, you're gonna actually get into yeah, it. Yeah, that's okay. That, that, that I, I just was like, good. yeah, I was just like, you know what? I want to play a game. Oh, I know what game I want to play. I don't care anymore. I'm not trying to optimize some sort of queue or wait to see if someone wants to replay it. I'm just gonna fucking overheat the uh, my my crotch with a Steam Deck and <laughs> have at. No, that's fair. Absolutely fair. Um, the only <laughs> thing I would say, the, the only thing I would say is have a pen and paper close yeah. by. Oh, I was going to use some. Um, oh, sure. Phone. Yeah, your phone. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I I did it the old fashioned way. Yeah. Now that you say that, I do like writing things down mm, on dead trees, and it seems like given the given the um the time frame of the game, I feel like. Writing on dead trees makes more sense. Than... <laughs> you, uh, we'll we'll tune in next week, and actually, it'll be on the whiteboard. Just this massively interlinked <laughs> thing where you, you you haven't put it on uh, paper. You've just gone on the whiteboard and just mapped yeah. it all out. Yeah, that'd be good. Anyone walked in there, they think you're insane, but it'd be, <laughs> it'd be very good. <laughs> Got it on the whiteboard. Like, I'm an insurance mm. man. It's fine. All. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm te- I was tempted like a few weeks ago. I was thinking because I was thinking, oh, I wonder if a deal started it yet. Should I, should I replay it? Because I definitely, I've not forgot the major beats, but I've definitely forgot who each person is. Right, absolutely. I've yeah, yeah. The difference between a coxswain and a 
boatsman <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I enjoyed that boss a lot. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Like, I remember it's like because you're talking about remembering things like I can't, I can't remember the difference between turb I vaguely remember and oh fuck I don't remember any other terms. <laughs> it's like really the meta level proving your point. <laughs> the deputy boatsman or whatever. Deputy boatsman. I mean, you know, you, I mean everyone's yeah. going to remember the word coxswain, aren't they? To be fair, yeah. so, yeah. I'm not even sure if that's in the game. <laughs> Second or just in your lexicon? Boatsman. Yeah, maybe it's just in my lexicon. Mm. It's a good Scrabble word. Mm. Is it? I don't. I don't even know what makes a good stra- Scrabble word. Don't you I just assume Scrabble? it's short one. It's got C, so that's what three points. It's got an X, which is eight. W. Yeah, but it's w, long, right? Yeah. yeah. Which is, but like Scrabble's yeah, one by bullshit words, or is it eight? So it's not. Yeah, it is. But you know, if you want. Just don't be an idiot playing Scrabble. There's like this I mean, unwritten code where you just not a moron, just and, and, and put like X U down. Mm. I mean, that's can. how people win at Scrabble, I know, right? I know, and I was the queen of what was it? Indie games. Uh, <laughs> the Battle Royale. Oh <laughs> I was yeah. Notorious for putting really nonsensical words down. <laughs> Just killing people. Oh, I should get right. into that game. I became <laughs> a savage. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to kill everyone. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's so good winning that game. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, Bubble Royale. Am I frozen? Good. No, 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 no. It's- no, no. <laughs> we're, we're, just, we're just basking in, yep. in, in, in my Bubble all Royale. Of that. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's still online. That would be upsetting. We'll find out next week. Um, <laughs> let's finish there then um, for this episode. Um, do, do everybody tune in next week because we're going to just launch straight into more chat about Oberdin. Hopefully, um, I mean, maybe all of us should just have a little, little replay, even just even just five mm. minutes, just to jump back in and be like, "I've got no idea what's going on." Amazing. Uh, but we'll see. That's great. We'll see you on the next episode. Uh, let's roll back round to beers then. Uh, Adol, you kicked us off. Uh, yeah. How was the past uh, Fan fucking tasket. Mm. That's it. It was great. Uh, it it uh, aged really well. I got used to a bit of that tartness, which made it easier to drink. So it didn't like. It still had this lovely long finish, but it wasn't overstaying its welcome. And be, just because of that, like that, like um, hit of that sour being sort of a half second after your first uh, of the beginning of the taste and sort of not overstaying means you were still it was still quite fresh even those last sentences mm-hmm. like oh yeah but also ah like it just it, it 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 has a nice hit of sour that doesn't overstay its welcome and everything else is really well uh balanced i'm actually now super curious what one of their sours without that's not a collaboration might taste like mm. uh, and mm. i have one I think in my fridge. Nice. But it's a daiquiri type thing, and I was like, okay. oh, I don't know when I'll be in the mood for that. Also, I believe this is 6%. The other one might be closer to 9 <laughs> It's one to pull out when you're very lost on Oberdin. You're like, fuck it. Let's get another beer. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Let's get another beer and stay up all night to figure this shit out. Yeah. yeah. That's the plan. Nice. Uh, Lucy, 
the wild horse. Mm. Yeah, it's really good. Still just supping on it. It's very, very good. Like what you want from an IPA. Mm. Um, just a really good combination of hops. I mean, I love mosaic. Put it in every beer. Um, mm. But yeah, fruity, juicy, um, nice bit of bitterness at the end, piney. It's really well balanced from start to finish. So, Good. So I've mm. just been chilling with it. It's not one that mm. it's just like needed to just smash back. Just very, very, very good social. That's great. Social beer. Good. Good afterwards. Good. Um, I I feel the same. I feel good after this uh, uncensored sports parade. Um. It's again. It's just a really. It's a weird name, <laughs> sure, but it's a very mm. good beer. Uh, it's smooth. It's soft. It runs through a bunch of different flavors. Again, as as it got towards the end of the beer, those flavors lost a little bit of their initial punch, to be expected. Um, mm. But they didn't lose the flavor. So I'm still getting all of those uh, tropical kind of pineapples. Maybe a touch of something like orange as well into those kind of more tropical stone fruits like mango and the pine is the thing that's maybe just dialed back a little bit as I've drank through Mm. it but you know not like instantly it wasn't sort of four sips in and suddenly the pininess is gone that has really gradually disappeared and gradually disappeared so much that until you realize until you think about the beer again you don't actually realise it's gone. So it's mm. it's done that kind of balance over the course of the beer very, very well, where it's not sort of a sudden sharp, oh, this beer is different. You just don't pick up on it. It's just the beer flowing very nicely through those different kind of elements to it. So, yeah, incredibly well made, which you would expect from Verdant and Garage. So, uh, currently, I think, yeah, one of my favourite beers this year. Nice. nice. Wow. Very good. So, yeah, I'll throw it out there now. Um, good. I think one of my favourite beers of the year was the Glass House Dipper Free. Yes. Yeah, a few weeks back. I hmm. have number four. Ooh. Tack. Mm. <laughs> number four. <laughs> Number four, um, in the fridge. Nice. Are they they releasing a new version every so often? Are they kind of doing it when they want to? Not a clue. Maybe I should go on social media (laughs) and figure it out. I just saw it on Instagram. I was like, oh, I like that. Oh, it's (laughs) at the wolf. Okay, I'll go pick it up for an extortionate amount of money. Yeah, yeah. I'm reckless. That's fair. That's fair. It's not kind of... In the same vein as Cloud War, where it's like, it's some kind of anniversary or it's some kind of thing for us mm-hmm. to be like, we're now making Dipper version 5 because of this. And then we're making ver- version 6 and version 7 alongside of each other because of this. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's more sort of just, I suppose, who knows. Mm. We can find out. Probably. Something to research, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We could always email them. I suppose. Um, or I could just knock on their door. And yeah, that's true. Yeah, just go around <laughs> there and ask. Um, 
If raving lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> like, when's version 5 coming? I get to tell me! Just an enraged Lucy on their doorstep at 6 o'clock in the morning one day. Um, dear listener, if you know, if you work for Glasshouse and you know, tell us on the socials at Tanked Up Cast on both Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, have we been very busy on Instagram? No, we have not. Because uh, no one's got any time. So, but come and chat to us anyway. Uh, I'm at Nova underscore 47. Lucy is. Kind of tired and juicy loose mm. nine. Yeah, that's fair. And Adel is. I'm at the Omniarch. And all of us. And. Ooh. Oh. Uh, uh, if you're fans of um, Ryan Johnson films, uh, I think I mentioned this a couple years ago when I did, was part of the uh, Knives Out Minute podcast, oh, yeah. the Minute by Minute mm. uh, podcast on Knives Out. Um, I am one of the guest hosts of um, Glass Onion Minute, and last week or the week before was my first five with the guests, and nice. I'll have two or three more of those. So if you want to hear my opinions of Glass Onion, and by that I mean me getting distracted by a guest with a guest for 40 minutes on a minute, five days in a week, several weeks in a row. Please uh, say that you're doing Poker Face later. Poker Face? Isn't, isn't that... The Natasha oh, you're talking about... Oh, so hilariously, what, one of my minutes was the where we see... Um, Benoit in the bathtub, and he's playing Among Us with <laughs> Angela Lansbury, Stephen Sondheim, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Natasha Leone, mm. who is the poker face. Um, and that, again, was a 40-minute conversation about that minute in that tub. Nice. I mean, that, I need to get on that when you yeah. do poker face, because... Onion, oh, we're not. Do- oh, we're not. We're not do doing poker face. Do poker face. So well, I'm not. I'm literally just. Someone is I running this care. podcast, and care. they're like, "Do Infiltrate. you want to do this?" Infiltrate. Not right, what I'm hearing is Lucy okay. wants to host a poker face podcast. Yeah, well, me and you will do a deal done. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, if you're it's doing great. just uh, Ryan Johnson films, you could kind of go back to brick or something, couldn't you? Just work through. Yeah, I mean, them. so the, yeah, this is the thing where I. I'm not, I don't have anything to do except like, I, I didn't even, I wasn't even quite asked to be a host. I was just suddenly in the list of, oh, you volunteered <coughs> to be a host for this. And I was like, <laughs> but also I've done several um, minute by minute things with this podcasting mm-hmm. group, right? And this is the first time in the instructions for hosts, because like he doesn't, like it's it's like, here you're a guest host for a week. So five minutes, Monday to Friday release with a guest and then if you're, you might be a host multiple weeks. Um, the first time I've ever seen him be like, minimum 15 minutes, maximum 45. And then you look at the logs of the ones I've had. I'm consistently hitting the 40 minute mark when no one else is getting close. It's like, ah, I, yep. That is a skill. some rules. That is yeah. a skill. Yeah. Anyway, Glass Onion Minute. At Glass Onion Min, I think mm-hmm. it's the uh, thing if you want to look at the nice. Twitter. Nice. Perfect. Good. Um, go to outlines.net um, for all of the things that we do to see our faces, to see the beers that we have drank this evening. Um, Lee, as we mentioned earlier, has got a Planet of Lana review coming in the next few days, I believe, uh, mm. within within a week at least, uh, which will go up, which yeah, it's, it's always nice to have 
differing thoughts from the same mm. uh, outlet, let's say, on this. Because, of course, Ooh. we all chat in the Discord, which you can hit us up and get mm. a link to um, about these games. And so it's always nice to see those conversations unfold between everybody and then see their write-ups or discussions kind of on the podcast about these sorts of things. Um, so that will be on outoflives.net at mm. some point. Go to the YouTube page, rate and review us on your podcast service of choice. Join us on Twitch each and every week. All of those things, I think, rounds up everything. Uh, do either of you have any pearls of wisdom, words, thoughts, or anything yeah, you'd like to share? Go watch GDQ um, hmm. and donate to MSF. My favourite run so far is Peggle. <laughs> <laughs> how do you speed run Peggle? Peggle? Great. Just play it really mm. quickly. <laughs> oh, <wait>. Sure. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you need any more explanation? No, no. I mean, as with every game, it's exactly the same. Perfect. Um, it, it's good. It's fascinating. They they have all the vods on. So so yeah, even. You can probably watch the first two minutes and be like, oh yeah, this guy's just really good at Peggle. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Good. That's how you speed run it. Be very good at it. <laughs> Absolutely. And spend your time going to do that, friends. Or become incredibly good at a game like Peggle that you can then be said speedrunner at said mm-hmm. random game uh, and help out good causes through those kinds of I was going to say programs, but it's not program. What is it? Avenues. Yes. Ways. Platforms. Yeah. Sure. Uh, thanks for joining us this week. We'll return very, very soon. We've been tagged up. Goodbye. Bye. Ciao. www.outoflives.net